Welcome to the Three Lefts Make Right podcast. We're Danny and Kevin, aka the Van Tukes. This podcast is all about rolling with the unexpected turns in life and sharing lessons from the road less traveled. This is a place where we share conversations with open minds traveling the open road. We hope these conversations inspire your inner gypsy and get you to adventure before dementia. The best time is now to start living your dream life. Welcome to Van Live, where Kevin and I share our favorite slice of van life, the community of kooks that we meet on the road. So today we got Neil the Earthling on the show today, and we are going to talk about everything, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go deep with Neil. He's a, a fun guy. We would love traveling with him. He's a fun guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But yeah, guys, welcome back. Uh, it's great to have everyone back. And we got our podcast up and going. So they're on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So if you could go in, give us a review on some of those podcasts, subscribe and listen. And we would really appreciate that, guys. We're also now on Facebook, Van Kooks. I think the real Van Kooks, there's some imposter Van yeah, Kooks taking our name perpetrators out there. Out there. <laughs> but Hey, Fern. Hey, Ross. Yeah. Hey, guys. Everyone tuning in live. It's great to have you here. And this is our fifth live. So we've been going at it. We're really enjoying these live streams. Uh, yeah, Danny's in her nutrition school and we're just chugging along. And before you do anything else, you might want to go to vancoops.com for the best Van life hacks and tips in the world. Best van life galaxy on earth. It's not a lie. So without further ado, let's bring on our guest, Neil. Neil the Earthling, Van Poet. Oh, oh trippy. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Bubba Neil, it's well, good to see you. <laughs> what up? Best, best intro by anyone yet by far. Wow. <laughs> so how how's how are things going over there in outer space? Or I know you're an earthling. How are things on on Earth going today? On this little space vessel, things are going well. <laughs> this well, little space vessel I call a Sprinter Man. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Neil. And Neil's decided to jump on board the uh, fasting 14 day fasting challenge. So we've been going strong. We're about eight days in. We haven't been fasting, it's intermittent fasting and a mix of other things. So Neil's always down to jump on a crazy uh, health ride with the kooks. Yeah. We're glad to have him on board. We're gonna learn some other cool things. He's our fellow food kook on the road. Always down to get into some organs and yoga after. <laughs> so how sound healing is the best form of healing. Yeah, is that is that what you're into these days now? Moving on. 
meditation, breath work, sound healing, yoga, walking meditation, rock climbing meditation, soon to be biking meditation when I get my mountain bike. Oh. Dope. You'll be a biking kook. Yeah, food's just a part of it. You know, you want to maintain a healthy lifestyle, but it's all encompassing. Yeah, you went to a yoga retreat like right before COVID happened, right? It wasn't really a retreat. A it retreat, was a yes. School. It was actually more of a school. It was 30 days, 200 hours of teacher training. And it was, that's why I say to fu fully encompassing, you know, each day we were living and breathing the lifestyle. And it's easy to do while you're in a community where you're in an enclosed space in a way, like an island of sorts. And you're all living and breathing the same thing. But when you leave that and go back home, wherever home may be, I know for all of us, it's this planet. But in terms of like, for most people, a stationary home or a place that they feel resonates with them when they close their eyes and maybe they could go to, it's a lot more difficult than being in that place where everybody's living and breathing it to go into a place where there's all this noise and distraction and trying to continue to maintain that. So in terms of what you were talking about with the food, being able to just give up a few things, like a few desires here and there to continue on and re recognize the preciousness of what you've given up, be it like coffee for one day a week or food for one day a week or just protein for one day a week or something else, maybe rock climbing. If you rock climb every day, just giving that up for a day it allows you to have that perspective of what you had before and what you're missing. But if you yeah, did it every single for. yeah, if you did it every single day, each day, and you never gave up one thing, then you kind of lose sight of really the value and importance each one of those little aspects brings to your life. Yeah, I really feel like even this fasting, like you say, like giving something up, I think it gives you like more willpower to just you know, say no to things that don't serve your goal, you know? Yeah. No, I think it's good practice, like, every day to do that. It's really helped me with, like, I have a thing with chocolate, so I have to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to practice that willpower, like, all the time, so it's good. Yeah. It's easier said than done, and it's sometimes they're more difficult than others, especially when there's some any sort of undue stress or... um noise coming at you from different angles like when you change like i was saying when you when you do go back to a place where it's not fully encompassed and you have these breaks and distractions it's really a lot harder to maintain and have the willpower to continue on yeah and also on that like um we did yoga in san diego and van life we would open our doors and uh, Namaste Steve would be out there and he would say that if <laughs> you can Steve. learn to breathe through this simulated stress in yoga, you can learn to breathe in life, you know? So like everything is a practice. If you treat it that way, I feel like you can, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're capable of amazing things as human beings. So, you know, challenging, you got to achieve your full human potential by, you know, doing things like fasting and seeing what your body can actually do with, you know, our physiology. It's really incredible stuff. And I'm always so glad to have you on board. We were 
on a crazy diet and we were telling Neil we were eating organ meats and then we see him at the next stop and he's like, I got some beef heart and some lamb liver. And we're like, damn, Neil's legit. He's on board. He's one of our favorite people to cook with because he's always down to like invest in good ingredients. So we always go to the co-ops or whatever and always throw down on a pretty good meal. For anybody trying to get into the organ meats, it's been a while since I've had any organ meat, but stay away from beef heart. It's it's probably, I don't know, it's definitely has to be an acquired taste. So if you're trying to get into the organs, I wouldn't try beef beef anything first. Really? <laughs> I thought I thought that the beef heart tasted just like an overcooked steak. You know, it was like super <laughs> tough but it tastes like steak but if you cook it in the instant pot it gets actually really nice and Ooh, in a soup or something it's good yeah for anybody that wants to really change the way they cook an instant pot i'm not they didn't pay me to say that or anything but <laughs> instant pot is a good investment not only does it save you time but it also Every, it's like a Willy. Somebody told me once, it's like a Willy Wonka machine. You just throw food in there, and out pops this amazing meal. Yeah, it really is. We'll just put like a whole chicken in there, and it'll be amazing. Just fall right off the bone. It's yeah. Nice. <laughs> mm. Didn't expect our conversation to get started like this, but <laughs> I know. I just finished. I can't believe I'm talking Everybody about Everybody, li whoever's listening out there is probably like, what the hell are these people talking about? <laughs> do, you, uh, do you come for jokes? I have jokes. Kevin, you This is actually water. how we kind of met Neil, his dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, I got to start with, a, give at least a few jokes to make people laugh. They don't want to just hear about organ meat. So, Kevin, <laughs> what do you call a man with no left arm, left leg, or left ear? All right. He's all yeah, right. You, you called a man all right. You've heard that joke before. Yeah. <laughs> There's the second part to the joke. What do you call a man with no body and no nose? Maybe you forgot. Oh, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> Did I see that in Jesus? Yeah, pocket? we got Keith in the house. Yeah. Keith, Keith yeah, what do call? Jesus. <laughs> Have you heard about the man with no right arm, right leg, and right ear? <laughs> nobody has because there's nothing left. <laughs> All right, Neil. So on to the uh, – so <laughs> Neil is actually a – talented poet he's got a really awesome poetry book out it's really cool if you guys haven't checked it out that's it yeah it's beautiful too um another one of our van life friends did all of the illustrations for it and laid it all out so it's a collab between two van lifers that's Lynn awesome. Sweet. I told her for her illustrator name, though, it had to be Linda Illian, and she agreed. So it's <laughs> illustrated by Linda Illian, written by Neil to Earthlin. Oh, nice. Where what are of, you from? What kind of insights can we find in here, Neil? The insights, I mean, it starts with where I was inspired to write the book, which was people just telling me that the words I was saying in spoken word was resonating so deeply with them that I felt compelled to write this book. So what you'll find in a book is the ability to realize that you're not alone in your trauma. You're not alone in your problems. 
it's giving you perspective to see that we're all just the same only extensions of each other and what i call my inner alien at the end of the day when you see from that outside perspective you realize that we're all just earthlings we're actually not that indifferent this is true we experience a lot more of the same things than we kind of give credit to i think I there's one oh hey lynn <laughs> <laughs> In fact, in the very back of the book, I wrote a poem about why it says, why did you write this? I could read that for you if, you, if you're really interested. Yeah, let's hear it. I think that's like, I think you should do an audible or something of this, because I think when you read the poetry, um, it also is, you know, it, you put on a show, especially like at the Van Cooks Village, you and and Lynn doing some of the interpretive dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. My purpose in writing this book is to open my mind so that everyone can find. It's to remind people that they're not alone. I mean, we are not alone. We are in this united on our life's journey it's all just many lives in one each day each and every day no matter which way within the fray even when you're feeling gray i wrote this book so that you could have a great day like i said perspective it allows you to be introspective and reflective I wrote this book because I was shook, told where to look, stuck in a nook. Woken and spoken for before, all the time, not feeling like my life was mine, and it wasn't fine. It stops you from being able to shine, pulls you out of line, until people showed me signs natural rhymes and broken lines because of this not too long ago i decided to forgo all that i know i was working a corporate job the nine to five but way more than that and one day it just all cracked i said i'm ready to go i quit my mind's been lit now everything fits a past life blown into bits. And that's why I wrote this book. Where are you from? So that I could share and everyone could hear, no matter where you are or how far, removed your scars under stars, opening your mind to new signal bars, unleash from bottled up jars so that you can remember and realize and recognize you're not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> <Wee! laughs> <laughs> you 
said you wanted a performance. Nice. It that wouldn't be a, a Neil interaction with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And we had the uh, Van Kooks visuals a lot there. So that was yeah. great, man. Maybe we can uh, kind of share your uh, origins before you got into van life real quick and share with everyone what you were doing before, you know, you found this lifestyle. Definitely. Before van life, that was a whole another life. But what I was doing was working a corporate job, as I had mentioned. Like I said, it was more than a nine to five because I, I had actually moved up to corporate ladder. My goal was to be at the top of the company. I don't want to report to anybody or be told what to do. I've always been independent in whatever I set my mind to. And I've always done things my own way. Never really believing the need to follow or. I mean, part of that is because I never really felt like I belong, which gets back to the book. Where are you from? So. I always saw things in my own unique way, or at least so I thought at the time. In reality, there's a lot of people just like me and a lot of people different from me, but it's what makes us unique and kooky that actually brings out the life within us. And in a corporate job, I felt like I was suffocating. I moved up to corporate ladder. In, in, in a matter of three years, I went from... Uh, entry-level job doing solutions consulting moving into product management reporting to boss and then surpassing her to the point where i was actually hiring people and i had a team of six product managers developing a whole app market for restaurants and hospitality to manage their workforces it was at the point that actually donald trump got elected where my whole reality burst the ceo's reaction was the next day, that's democracy. And I just didn't feel as though it was. He claimed our company was a meritocracy. And when he said, well, that's democracy, I'm like, well, this isn't even a meritocracy. It's all just a sham. It's, you might say what you want us to believe, but what's re real and the way I feel is, that you're just stealing my time, my attention, and my energy, and you're not really giving me much in return. I'm working more and more hours, having more and more responsibility, and my my paycheck, my raise actually went down each year. Believe it or not, like I actually got the, I got such a big bump the first year that I guess he's like, well, now he's kind of on a level playing field. So now he's working harder, he's performing more, he's getting bigger results, bigger clients, bigger companies. Well, he's just going to keep doing it for me because I've given him all of this to begin with. That was the mindset. And like, that's the mindset I realized when Donald Trump got elected. It's just this authoritative mindset where the people in power, they don't even recognize that the people below them do so much for them because They've been in so that bubble so long that they lose perspective. They don't have any perspective at all because the only opinions they hear are the ones they want to hear. And people are too afraid and too fearful to be honest. At at that point, I had actually started being honest. Even before that, I was trying to ask for like a share of the company or something, you know, to show me that 
he actually cared about this as much as I did. And when he wasn't able to give that, my whole reality changed and I shifted positions to marketing just so I could continue to learn and get paid. And that for that for, I think it was like the fifth year or the fourth year, whatever it was, it was my final year. I bought a van. I lived in it for that final year. Like I, some nights I'd even sleep in like the parking lot. Like, and literally I went from having a Lexus IS250, this really nice sports car, and I, I sold that and I bought the van. And like the next day I just come to work in this van. I'm still hitting my suits on the back of the van. And I don't know what my CEO was thinking, but some of the like salespeople thought it was really cool, but other people was like, did this guy just like lose it or something? This is marvelous. They're witnessing the breakdown. From a desk. <laughs> Corporate desk man to this van. And uh, yeah, so the last year I, I spent in a van, I stopped working more than the nine to five. I was basically working a bare minimum. I didn't feel like I owed the CEO anything more than I had already given. And nor did I owe the company any more than I had already given because I had given my blood, sweat and tears, my life basically for four years. Like I didn't, I lived and breathed that company and that's what I do. If anything I do now, it's just for my, it's not really for myself. It's for, for everyone else. And I think because of that ability, I'm just so happy. I found this presence and calm and not a complacency, but a place place in this world where I never felt that I belonged. That's so long awesome. story short. That's what I was saying before van life that ultimately led up to van life. And the break, the thing that really like led to the van, the story that led to the van was my brother invite has lived in a van for eight years. Everybody knows Lee Eel. That's Lee Eel. That's Lee backwards. Yeah, he was just on the podcast a couple. Yeah, shout out to Lee if yeah. you're out there. <laughs> You've always come up. <laughs> But yeah, what yeah, what I tell people is Lee, just like he invites so many people and he's very resourceful, he invited me outdoor rock climbing. He's I'm like, what do I need to bring? He's like, you need to buy a rope, shoes. I'm like, oh well, I could afford all those things. I'm working this job, you know. Like the next day I show up with a 70 meter rope. I have rock climbing shoes. I'm out rock climbing. I'm like, this is cool. We go on a camping trip like a few weeks later. And I'm driving my Lexus. I'm like, this is not cool. Like, <laughs> I had to sleep in a tent on the ground. I'm like, this is cool. Like, but it could be cooler. I saw this big fireball come across the desert. And I was like, this is my moment. Like, this is a sign that things are about to change. The fireball burst in the sky and like red flames. No joke. Like, amazing. It was amazing. Like a star? Uh, yeah, but a big red fireball. And I just saw my, I, I saw the reflection. I was like, this is a sign. You know, all these people back in the days, these Mayans, they used to write about these like visions of these stars and like these shooting stars. And I had never, I had never been outdoors since I was like a little kid. So to see that the one time I go camping, I took it as a sign. And when I'm driving back, Lee's like, you need to buy a van. You need to buy a van. <laughs> Everybody's looking at us as we left a rough class. I mean, their off-road vehicles. Like, who is this guy coming out with this Lexus? Like, like this sports car. Like, how does this all work? I'm like, next time I show up, <laughs> they're gonna see that it all does work, because this is a new lifestyle that I want to live. And there was a sign in the sky that told me 
there's a new path to chart for yourself and that chart is that 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 path is your own so you went from a uh smooth talking uh business salesman to seeing a uh a fireball go off and now cut to we got neil the yogi van man it's <laughs> that's like quite a, the transformation it's dude. like the fireball was like reminding you that like now is the best time to like make a move you know and you did no and here we yeah. are there's no better time than now i wish i could have told my younger self that and i would have learned things much sooner but at the same time taking the path i've taken it's allowed me to become who i am and see things from so many different perspectives that i wouldn't have been able to otherwise and like i said perspectives everything because when you have perspective you could understand the lows and the highs and you really start to appreciate things much much more yeah and actually i'll add to that like the yogi thing the the, the backstory to the yogi thing actually because you brought it up was uh the sciatica i had in my back from sitting at a desk and working so there's so many problems with that lifestyle not just authoritative command of whoever's on the top but sitting is at least for me it created a lot of problems and i look to yoga as an outlet to solve those problems. And that was the start of my yogi journey, which I think began almost eight years ago. And it's led me now to a path where I'm doing continuous breath work, meditating every morning. And it's also includes the way I approach food just in a more ethical manner. And I think that's the way for us all as human beings to change the planet is just really take a step back, breathe and approach each thing we do in life in a really like mindful, ethical way where we're not trying to take advantage of people or, or animals or even produce, just appreciating each thing as it comes. And even when you eat, for example, one bite at a time, it, it, one step at a time, it all follows the same little circle, just like everything in life as long yeah. as we keep going on that path like samsara in a way they call it that cycle it will come back and we'll just improve our daily rituals and our daily lives each day and each day after that in a way each day is its own life and each life its own day yeah if anyone out there listening is uh fan lifing and looking for a great app for uh yoga neil turned us on to this aloe moves app and we would always see neil out there doing yoga like we'd always try and sneak into and, a... I, and then finally he showed us this app and like it's really incredible guys it's got some great instructors me we're always going back and forth saying our favorite classes but it's called aloe moves yeah, the app is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exhale snap <laughs> snap i love that yeah <laughs> yeah to hold poses mc yoga um mc yogi makes you like snap to the beat so you're always kind of can hold a pose a little bit longer he's great yeah that's the biggest thing actually so teachers like that have taught me that when you're going on your yoga mat you might as well enjoy your time if you're going to be there or you're going to be anywhere you, if as long as you're enjoying what you're doing and you're just enjoying the presence 
in that moment, that's yoga. That's yeah. that's the yogic lifestyle. And I, this app in more ways than one has transformed my life because especially being in a van when you're on a road, like you were saying, being able to have top-notch teachers, your teachers, your life teachers, every step of the way is very therapeutic and helpful in more ways than I could even say because it makes you, even when you're feeling alone, you have, you, you have teachers. Yeah, you can do breath work. You can do all kinds of different things, like from beginner to back bends to handstands. They get you, like, wherever you are on your yoga journey, they meet you there with some teacher that can, can you know, yeah. coach you. <laughs> it's, it's great. I love it. I've been doing it for yoga for a long time, too, and I've been on my ritual. Neil got us on a more daily yoga ritual. And man, I just yeah. noticed mm -hmm. so much more flexibility, so much less pain. Yeah, my shoulder injury is going away. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's pretty life-changing as far as just waking up every day, stretching out the old rig and clearing out the nonsense and yeah. feeling around your body you're like oh wow i'm holding something there i should breathe into it you know it's it's great to be doing it every day we do it before bed too hell yeah like, it's better than hopping on your phone before bed or first thing in the morning i mean everybody has 20 minutes if yeah. you don't have 20 minutes, you have 10 minutes that's all all it takes it doesn't have to be an hour an hour and a half like i do sometimes sometimes i don't because really all it takes is just that pause and deep breath as mc yoga says yogi says and just flowing into your day i'm really glad that you all have adopted the practice that i've adopted from others i can't take any credit for it yeah, that Allo Moves has been great. We love it. Also, I was going to say, like, we also agree a lot on, like, spending your time in the van. You have so much time to mm -hmm. spend, and, you know, it can be so easily burned away, like, scrolling through your social media. <laughs> I know we've talked lots about um, some of these van lifers. They're just uh, so sucked into the social media scene it's crazy we told some of them remember we were saying their eyes were going to turn square <laughs> <laughs> i remember i, I actually i remember that wrote a poem, day, right? yeah i remember the poem i wrote if i could find it i could share it i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that is one of the few posts i've actually like, posted I on swear, Instagram I swear right your here. eyes will turn square but yeah how have you kind of found ways to spend your time and just kind of share kind of like a day in the life of Neil, yeah. the earthling, how he navigates, you know, a daily life in his van and all the practices you do. Yeah. Each day I want to start it with my breath because that's what connects you with the universe. The universal sound is um, and, it's actually something I've really started doing at the end of each practice is just ending with an on because it connects me with the universe in a van. Oftentimes I'm completely by myself. So 
it's easy to feel disconnected. And that's why a lot of people, I think, go on Instagram and social media to feel mm-hmm. that connection that they've lost. But I'm doing it through grounding work, through meditation, breath work, and yoga every morning. It's a, just become a very important part of my morning routine. Even before coffee, I don't want to build a reliance on coffee. I've done it many times in my life. It's really easy to fall into a pattern where you wake up and drink coffee. But I will tell you that there are better ways to get energy in the morning than relying on some sort of drug. I even used to smoke every morning, like with my coffee, and it wasn't a healthy practice and it was not a healthy approach to life. And it didn't make me feel better in the long run. If anything, in the long run, it makes you feel a lot worse and you suffer for that. And so like, even when I, I do smoke, like weed is very, it could be, I wouldn't even call it weed marijuana. It's a, it's a, it's a, it could be a useful drug. If you're feeling stressed out, a lot of us come from anxiety, but I don't use high THC marijuana anymore. I use a vape pen. I use it actually, it's called a Pax pen. I just grind up the weed and I use high CBD weed with like a low concentration of THC to say is necessary to activate the CBD. And I just find that much more therapeutic and less using it like a stimulant and as a drug and more as just a extension of the practice of being more mindful in a ways I approach each thing. So I don't even use it in the morning or it's only in the evening if I've just had a long day and I need to a little bit of extra help beyond a breath or two on wines. So like I like it like I said, I give up coffee once a week now. I give up that more than once a week now. And when I do use it, I recognize the benefits and what it actually helps me with rather than just becoming so encumbered by the nonstop use where I don't even see the effects anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. Kevin went through, and I know you did too, went through um, kind of like an elimination diet. And then when you reintroduce it, you can actually tell the way you're like, oh, I remember Mm -hmm. that feeling. Like I felt that so much, you know, like that's what Kevin would always say. If he had like some gluten or something, he'd be like, oh man, I remember that like weird air in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And also with the like therapeutic use of the marijuana, I mean, I know we've experimented a lot with, uh, I know where this is going. <laughs> Still a but I mean, people will think we're out there like, you know, doing drugs, but in reality, like, it's kind of like a multivitamin. And I know you got all kinds of theories behind this too. Like, how does that kind of play a role in you? <laughs> That's better. I should have changed that color a long time ago. <laughs> have you been? continuing to use a little microdose of psilocybin here and there to uh, further your conscious expanding travels in your meditations and breath work? Yeah, I took a little bit earlier. <laughs> First time in six weeks, actually. I Like I said, it's important, even if you're microdosing on anything, like the CBD, THC. Oh, hold on stuff. real quick. 
just for everyone out there, like what exactly is, you know, a microdose? So a microdose is, I've done a lot of research and experimentation, but I find that's between 0.1 to 0.2 of a gram. So it's really, you don't even, it's, it's like taking a multivitamin or like a supplement. It's just a supplement. Honestly, you have all those mushroom supplements with lion's mane or any, or I, I actually buy mushroom, those mushroom powders from all mushrooms. And that's all it is. Actually, it's such a small amount, but if you've ever had lion's mane, you just feel more focused and clear. Mm -hmm. And that's what psilocybin is doing on a low grade when you're microdosing on it. It's just giving you extra bit of illumination in a way i feel like it also brighter. yeah true things are like the colors are brighter and i feel like even like your mood is brighter yeah you know like your thoughts are brighter like you can even see things from a different perspective sometimes you know just with like this tiny little bit you're like wow i like you feel more positive i feel like <laughs> i mean positive positivity starts from within so if you're an unpositive person and you're doing those things to become positive it's not going to transform you yeah that's true but it does like allow i think even in the michael Pollan book that we read um the way that he explains it is like when you take the psilocybin it actually is like like a snow hill that people are going down on their um sleds will create a groove that's like your normal thoughts is the groove that you would keep going down but when it snows again it covers that groove and then you can pick your own different ways of thoughts is kind of the way that he explained what's happening like in your brain and thought patterns yeah like you're still having the chemical psilocybin you know the chemical reaction is in your brain and all the benefits are happening but you're not you know so much having visuals and you can't make it through the day, you can actually get a lot of stuff done. And if you, what we learned with Neil is we would get all scientific. We'd be measuring out <laughs> our amounts and we'd be taking them and we'd be doing these meditations. And we were like having these crazy breakthroughs. Like that was a pretty transformational little health retreat we had. Oh yeah. And the, the, the weirdest thing too is I had never even touched any of these things because of the name and the connotation with those things until I was 27, like after I moved into the van. So I never even learned the party atmosphere and nature of those drugs. I, I only approached it because I wanted to open my mind. It's the same thing with marijuana. I was taking ethics class in college and it had a chapter on alcohol versus marijuana. And I was drinking a lot at the time. Like I didn't drink until college and I was drinking a lot. And then I <laughs> read that and I've been approached so many times to try like Coke and like marijuana and other drugs. But it wasn't until I read that chapter I, and I, I never caved. To, I really never caved to peer pressure. I made decisions on my own. It was when I read that chapter and I wanted to be a full participant in the conversation in that ethics class that I actually, it's very easy to get these things. I, I knew who to go to and I, I asked him, hey, can we get some marijuana? I need to like study up in a way, <laughs> study up in a way. And yeah. we smoked a big blunt and I was ready for the next ethics class. It, 
and I heard all these people's arguments, but they really hadn't tried both sides of things. So if you're ever reading something and you are told something by somebody else, you can only, you can't take everything you say as though it's truth if you haven't really gained a perspective of trying it yourself because everybody has their own perspective and opinion on things and not everybody will think that marijuana might be better than alcohol but if you haven't tried both then how compelling could your argument really be that's true like yeah. you're, you're not speaking from experience just like i don't know theory <laughs> what's up bambita she Shout out to Van Vita. She got us on the live. Hey, Van Vita. You want to hear, hear a joke? <laughs> Let's hear it. Everybody hates this joke, but I'm going to tell it anyways. <laughs> Why did the monkey fall off the tree? <laughs> oh, this is a long one. Oh, no. We're not even going there. All right. Sorry, sorry Van Vita. Next time. <laughs> So speaking of jokes, didn't you just, I don't know why jokes would go with it, but you applied for America's Got Talent. Oh, damn. Recently. I was trying not to tell anybody. <laughs> oh, all right. Really? <laughs> you told me and I thought we'd had to. Oh, well. I was that... just telling you that I had tested a speaker system for our live <laughs> YouTube channel because I did this audition before and I had to be prepared. Well, I know that you also were going to <laughs> apply for the Survivor or something, so. Yeah, I thought that would I, be... I wouldn't put it past you to do all of them. I never got the video for that. I remember I re we recorded it on Adventure Island at the RTR 2000, I believe, 18? Maybe it was 19. I, I think, think it was, it was 19. 18. 18, whatever. It's been a while. But yeah, I had the tiki torches outside my van, and I love that show. I like the psychology and seeing people just thrown into a group and having to work together to find food sources, to create shelter, and seeing the clashes between the different personalities. More often than not, because people are playing a game and they're trying to mess with people and kind of destroy their psyche so they don't make it 39 days in the wild. But there's also the factor that people are just in a very stressed place of being low on certain things like water and food. And that instinct comes out when you're in a stress mode, the flight or fight or fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Some people kind of pull back to themselves and other people get clashed. They just run into each other. So I love that show because of that. And the America's Got Talent I auditioned for only because, one, I saw they had virtual auditions, which for the van life makes it really possible. And two, the winner of last season was a spoken word artist. It was the first time they ever had a poet on America's Got Talent. And somebody told me this guy won America's Got Talent back in September. I was like, whoa, like, I could do this. I watched his videos. I'm like, I could totally do this. Like, I should audition. They're having virtual auditions because of COVID. Now it's now, if any, is the time to do this and at least put myself out there and try. You don't really accomplish or achieve anything if you don't try. So it's better to put out there and fill than to not even try at all. You never get anywhere with that attitude. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. That attitude is kind of what I, when people always ask about getting into van life, they're just like, well, what should I do? What should I do? And I'm always just like, well, what is that your car over there? <laughs> they're like, yeah. And I'm like, start with that. Like, try it, like do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just got to do the, uh, just make the jump and do it. And I think that's awesome that you went ahead and did that. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to submit your own work out there. And I know I read a poem in front of you that one time and I was like shaking. So <laughs> <laughs> I know how that your is. Palms are sweating. That was that, the first time I actually did spoken word at the Teton, the Van Life Teton meetup, which was. Oh, with Van Project. It was hosted by Van Project, and it was not last year, but the year before that because of COVID. So, 2019, they I was with Matt when he was playing this whole thing, and I said, you should do an open mic. Well, I said a talent show. We ended up having a talent show eventually, but they decided to call it an open mic, and only three other people signed up. And I was going to do comedy. I had no idea what the hell I was going to do, but the... <laughs> host one of the people in charge of van life diaries which partnered with that event she heard i had a few poems and every time she walked by my van that day she's like you should you should you should read your poems you should read your poems and it got stuck in my head i'm like okay i should read my poems <laughs> and, and i like I, I prepared i was i i always think you have to prepare a little bit if you're going to put yourself out there you want to put the best forward so I started playing some music. I always vibe with some music. The first time I recorded myself on my phone was to Bob Dylan, who's a poet in his own right, the best. And so I was thinking, okay, I'll find some nice beats and I'll, I'll read some poetry. Turns out many people don't do that. The beatniks in the past did it with like their drums, but nowadays it's kind of a lost art. So doing it to like electronic music would really, it made it present. and it helped amplify the words that I was saying. It didn't diminish them. It amplified each word and allowed people to hang on those words, which allowed them to stick much, much deeper and resonate at a higher level. And I think that's what was so cool is afterwards people came up to me and they were like, wow, wow, what you said, it, it made me cry. And I was just like, I brought tears to somebody's eyes with my words. Like, I, this is something I have to keep doing. And that's where the poetry actually began. And the reason I brought that story up was you say you were shaking when you shared just with me, Kevin. I was shaking after I finished reading those four <laughs> poems. I was shaking. I was like, whoa. Like, but it was a different kind of shaking. I wasn't shaking because of nerves. I was shaking because I was like, I did this. Holy shit. Like, I can't believe I did that. It was excitement and nerves are on two ends of the off same sphere where somebody told me the way you feel before with excitement and nerves are is almost the same feeling so i think what i was feeling was excitement i think oftentimes like you kevin you were feeling nerves but it's all the same they meet at the ends of the spectrum but they actually come together yeah, it's probably like the same energy. It's just like how you harness it, probably. Yeah. 
<laughs> your, your answers keep throwing me off. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but if, we'll let Neil do a performance here towards the end. So everyone's got to stick around. You got to hear Neil perform another poem. It's, it's actually really good. So Neil, what's going on, man? You got this second book coming. Is that something we can talk about, or is that something we should just keep on the DL? Uh, you, you heard it here first. That's not something that I was trying to keep on the DL as much. I just, ha I don't post on, I don't go on social media that much, so it hasn't come to fruition. So why even talk about it when I just released this other book? But since you brought it up, I mean, Lynn and I are working on a second book, a sequel to Where Are You From? It's called My Reflection. I Ooh. saw my reflection at last, and now it's in the past. It's about seeing the true you that's always been more of a shadow of you. It's been hiding in real sight, but you've been unable to see it. It's like almost, peeling back the layers. Yeah, it's almost like a gray. I, in, in a book I actually used like at the start, it was cloaked in gray. It's not in real form. It's 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 kind of obscured. Hmm. So that that's the next book I'm working on. Um, my reflection. It's been written. It's been designed. Lynn's just doing the artwork, and she's crushing it as usual. I'm excited <laughs> to see the progress, and when it's done, everyone else will have the opportunity to see it as well. Which that's the most exciting part. It's not the actual process of doing it, but the ability to share it with the world. So while we're here on the book topic, um, everyone that's tuning in, like, why don't you kind of just give them a, just kind of what the, where are you from is all about, you know, and just what, what that poem is all about. And then we'll let you go into the poem. I was just going to start with the poem since you mentioned it. And I think that allows people to understand where are you from the message that underlines the whole story in the book. So this is like the last poem in the book. And I think it's one of my favorite all time poems you have. And it's a great title of the book. Couldn't agree more as a van lifer. I mean, that's probably the, you slide your door open and they're like, where are you from? <laughs> and then you're like, here. And then they say, where are you going next? Yeah, then it's where are you going next. And you're like, ah. You're like, I hate deciding that. Don't make me decide. It's funny. Bye, the, first, the first time I heard somebody give an answer other than like a specific place was my brother. He said, Earth. And that kind of got me going. I'm like, that's much more suitable than any other answer I could have given. But I've got to come up with my own answer. So out came a whole book, Where Are You From? <laughs> <laughs> and this poem I wrote, which if you'd like, I could share it right now. Yeah, so everyone, you're in for a real treat. You know, don't go anywhere. This is going to be quite enjoyable. Is it all right if I share the some photos from the book while you read it to give people a little sneak peek? Most definitely. Okay, cool. So you'll read it and I'll kind of do the, uh, I'll be like a kid's, welcome to school, Coop. Where are you from? Where are 
you from Where are you from? Where are you from? Earth. People think I'm joking. But it's the truth. A universal home is more real to me than anything else. Growing up, I always felt out of place. No school or people, no faith or group, no culture or identity gave me any sense of belonging. Why close ourselves off to so much possibility? Locked in a bubble, separating us from one reality to the next. Belong or long for more. I was dreamed and dreamed and dreamed from the outside looking in, so it seems. Maybe I was really looking from the inside out. I'm definitely not an alien. <laughs> However, it often feels that way. Where are you from? Earth. There's no place like home. Realities come and go, life evolves, bubbles burst, change happens. A universal truth. Where I'm from doesn't matter. Nor where I am going. For right here, right now, this is home as I like to call it. This is home as I like to call it. This is home as I like to call it. Dream world. Dream world. Dream world. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was an amazing performance. Coming to America's Got Talent soon. Hopefully. I, love, I, love. <laughs> I didn't read that pump for the edition, though, unfortunately. Maybe I should. For right here, right now, this is home, as I like to call it. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. So yeah, everyone just thinks us van lifers are just a bunch of uh, dirt bags, hippies that are that are just uh, smoking weed and doing mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually writing poems, and we have cool LED lights too. Modern day beatnik hippies. 
I don't yeah. consider myself a hippie, though. We're just human beings being a lot of people consider themselves human beings, but they're more robots doing. I think my brother actually showed maybe he showed a sticker or he didn't, but it says don't become a robot. And that's what I was becoming until my bubble burst. And hopefully the book will help a lot of other people burst their bubble and a lot of the change happening right now in the world will help with that as well. I mean, there's, you could look at the good or the bad, but I look at this whole thing that we've been dealing with as a world, a globe, the last almost year now with this pandemic as a blessing in the sky, as people are able to see that the planet can heal itself when we stop over consuming in terms of seeing dolphins go down in Italy and polluted up until then had been really polluted water and seeing the sky clearer than it's ever been, at least in my lifetime. And then people being locked up, realizing that the apartment's just another form of a jail cell where they thought that was freedom, but it's really just society's trap. It's just an ex more, it's jail in a larger form where you have a, a little more freedoms, but you're still trapped. You're still controlled by somebody other than yourself. And in reality, you don't really have control over things. Things are going to happen that you don't expect. And I hope that, this past year has opened people's eyes more to that. And the book that I wrote, Where Are You From? And its sequel, My Reflection, will be able to open people's eyes to that as well. Yeah, yeah. I know um, with all of like the aloe moves and the call map, my sister was just talking to me today about how that stuff is so on the rise. Like she, she helps uh, kids with special needs and they are integrating a lot of this yoga stuff and a lot of mindfulness and and meditation and stuff. And I think that's just so great that they're doing it like in schools now, you know, I think also during that's 2020, so cool. a lot of people had time to like download these apps and learn what to do with like so much time, you know, cause most times people are busy. And I think this great pause has gave people time to like really cultivate good habits, you know, with all the resources that we have with technology, like Allo moves and all that stuff. No, so true. Technology is a blessing as much as it is a curse. The fact that kids are doing yoga, that's the one thing where when I, I look back on my childhood, I, I was like, why didn't nobody ever teach me these things back then? I could have dealt with all my anxiety, all my stress, and had great healthy coping mechanisms. Instead, as you get older, you mm -hmm. get introduced to these harmful drugs that become addictive, like coke, opioids, and you never and alcohol yeah alcohol is the worst the it's the most pervasive yeah and if we just got taught as younger kids as little kids how to cope with all of these life stressors that are out of our like i was saying control they're out of our control there are some things we can control which is our our breath and our our presence by just sitting down and pausing pressing pause and oftentimes we don't press pause because we never learned how to press pause. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you're sharing that kids are doing this, uh, I think it's amazing. And I really wish that it's something that we as a society and as a world start to share 
and encourage more and more and more. It's nice that in the, this 2021, people are finally opening their eyes to the benefits that technology could bring in terms of the information sharing and the mindfulness sharing to counteract the toxicity of fear and misinformation and comparing ourselves to one person or another through our social media apps rather than just being able to tune off of that and tune into ourselves like you were saying that they're sharing with the kids to be able to do through yoga and meditation yeah and those kids are like their special needs and i feel like they're going to come out with more skills than some of the other kids that are not getting any of these like these skills you know they're life skills and i don't think that they're they're only for kids that don't know how to cultivate them themselves or whatever i think it should be for everyone i think it should be a broad spectrum everyone should kind of be exposed to this and exposed to just like pressing pause like it i think it comes from like awareness of like needing to you know like if you don't know that you need to like you'll never will you know yeah and exposure, people exposing you to like different ideas, which is what we try to do here. Yeah. <laughs> Another cool thing is we got these uh, fitness watches, and they have like breath work and all kinds Whoa. of shit in yeah. them. It's pretty cool. It like kind of like buzzes you when to do your stuff. Oh man. That's the cool. Garmin venue, no, it's cool. It's got, <laughs> us, it's us got but I've been just noticing, like, I'll just kind of be checking my pulse, then I'll do some breathing and breath work, and That's I'll watch cool. my pulse go down, and I'll feel my whole body just feel Whoa. like relieved of the because you know, you can just work it up in your mind, and then your heart gets going, and then your chemistry starts, yeah. stress hormones, and then you got to realize you're like. I'm creating this. I, I need, need to, to intervene. I can't like, can't let this keep going. But no, it's so great to have you on, Neil. You are a very wise Yogi fellow Buddha. kook. But before we go, I'm. We always got the Van Kooks book club going, <laughs> and Neil's always taking some books, and we're taking his. So I'm just curious, you got any good books out there you want to recommend to anyone? I have loads of books. I have been what reading, reading. Like, what are you reading now? Here? This book for sure. Yeah, be here now. Be here now by Ramdas. That's, that's the, just the Duke's Bible. That's there. in the collection. Another one that I know Danny loves. Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Yeah. Look at that new cover. That's all nice. Another one. The Four, oh, the four Agreements. Agreements. That one's so good. Another one from the Yogi collection is the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> Oh yeah, you love you. I read that one. I think about that one a lot. All right. Well, what's what are you reading now though? What's 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 on it now? What I'm reading right now is a book called Educated. Um, I read I read multiple books at the same time, so I usually have like an a evening book that's more of a memoir or a story. 
a novel of sorts. And then I have my daytime book, which is more information and informative to increase my knowledge and wisdom. You could gain knowledge and wisdom from both sources of books, but in the evening, it's nice to read something more of a story to slow me down. Whereas in the day, it's nice to read something when I'm more alert and focused to suck up all the knowledge I can in terms of the way people think. I really like books on behavioral decisions and how people think and what drives them to do certain things or think in a certain way or to see things in a different perspective. Because that, in a sense, at least for me, it opens my mind to realize that my line of thinking is not the only line of thinking. And oftentimes when I think I'm right, I'm probably wrong. And so the book I'm, I just finished this book called Chatter. I forget who it's written by. And then I sent you, Kevin, actually this book that I started a few days ago. It's called 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Noah Harari. He actually has three books. This is his third book. And I guess I'm going backwards because I'm starting on this book and I'm going to read the other two afterwards. Maybe I'll go from the third book to the second book to the first book. Because like my brother likes to call himself Eel, in this family, oftentimes we do things a little backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Another book is, uh, uh, I have so, like I said, I have so many books, but this one I love, and this author I love, Malcolm Gladwell, Talking to Strangers, since I was mm. mentioning about getting Whoa, perspective. The Audible is so the good. The is good on that one. Yeah, they have yeah. all these uh, interjections of, like, real testimonial and stuff. There's a good one. Oh, you are more. the placebo. What, where, is, where is my copy of The, Al the Alchemist? These are great books too. Neil's read these and the Alchemist. all about just unlocking your human potential and your mind and you can achieve anything. The Alchemist. That was yeah. the, that started beyond somebody told me I was having an existential crisis and that I need to read this book. It would <laughs> help help me out. And sure enough, that was like before that was before the first adventure aisle. At the RTR where I shot that so-called survivor video that I never submitted or even received. Um, it was also the place that I got a serious infection. Mm. And the kooks told me about a better way of approaching food. So it was that book was reading it. It took me through a journey as I was going through my own journey, and it helped me see the light of day that what our true treasure is, is the journey. It's not the end. It's the constant journey and the experiences that we're able to have and emotions we're able to fear. A lot of times I've been telling people this lately to give them a little perspective, and it helps me when I'm in pain. I've been in lots of pain to get perspective. But what I've been telling people is the fact that we could feel pain and we could feel emotions without having to worry about fear is something that we're very privileged and lucky to have. A lot of times yeah. people are refugees or they're starving for food and they're just living in constant fear. So they can't even feel emotions or feel anything but the sense of emptiness. 
Sorry to go yeah. on that rant. I'm not no. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've gone on enough rants tonight. The viewers just threw out this book. Biology, the biology of belief. belief. Oh, wow. If it's, you like Joe Dispenza, you'll love it. It's pretty oh, good. It it's, all. it's just all about like our genes don't destine our faith, our fate. It's like the environment that we put ourselves in with our thoughts, our beliefs, the actions we take every day that we can actually change to express our genes differently, you know, to unlock our true human potential. You know, we got to figure these things out. We can't just be going through the motion. And that's kind of like with the fasting too. Like if I never discovered fasting and learned that the human body can do amazing things and heal itself and yeah, I just think that we uh, we get along so well in the van. We just are always trying to expand our consciousness and discover new discover new realms that are actually here in our own reality. And we love exploring consciousness and going deep with you always, Neil. So likewise, having having you on board, and we'll definitely have to have more. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate just the opportunity to spend an hour talking to you two kooks. Um, that's a that's a special privilege in itself. And the fact that you've gifted me with your presence tonight and allowed me to share mine with whoever is tuning in, uh, I truly appreciate that. And I truly appreciate you two for everything that I all the wisdom and knowledge that you've shared. We appreciate you too, Neil. You're, you, you're so awesome to hang out with because you're always open to like trying new things and, and sharing your new things with us. So we love growing with you. Well, you don't learn anything if you're not willing to try anything. Yeah, we're always expanding and exploring as uh, Johnny and Ella said in the comments. And that's very true. And I don't think I would have expanded my consciousness so much if it wasn't for all the time I had in van life where I, instead of plugged in, you know, like we, I tuned out, you know, and I found tuned out and tuned in. I tuned out of, to the, the distractions and I just, we just started discovering what's within. And I love that you love to go into this stuff too. It's done the same for me. You break the constant pattern that you've formed over however many years, the same daily routine. And with the van, every day is different. Every day is unique. And if we just, even if we were going through a constant pattern, if that's how we approached life, even if we were in that stuck state, we'd appreciate every little moment that much more. But it's hard to see that when you're in this constant. I was watching this movie recently, and they, some people have referred to it as a hamster wheel, the rat race. In this new movie that I saw, he said it was uh, a chicken coop um, where you don't even see the possibilities until you escape that coop. And I thought that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. it, um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, like you were. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say like Danny, you were, <laughs> Danny and I always say we had each other all night. 
Kenny and I always say we had to escape, you know, to the boondocks and become the heretics to discover like what's really happening. And there's really never ending discovery, but it's great to escape the norm and zoom out and see that there's a lot out there. Oh. Trying to go deep like Neil, but I just don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep working on it, Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks, I'm Neil, sure. for coming on. We got his book. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Where are you from? It's a great poetry also, book. I'm looking also for in the book list. Didn't mention it. That's in the, in my reading list as well. Oh, yeah. I've read it a couple times. So where can they <laughs> pick the book up, Neil? Uh, it's available on Amazon. I started selling it. It's available on my website. I I don't even know That's how the website. website? It's neildearthling.com. I haven't even. Sh I don't know how it actually works in terms of the store I built on the website. I guess I should check the website and see if anybody's actually bought one. But if you reach out to me on my, if you just message me on my Instagram, it, you'll get a much quicker response and you'll get the book sooner probably. Is there so, any way to give a coupon code out there on the book maybe, or is, is that possible? Um, the coupon is that if you message me and you tell me you listen to podcasts, I'll give you a hell of a lot of stickers. Okay. But, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not the, basically the, book i'm not really making much money off of it costs a lot to print and i didn't write the book or do it for the money it's really to get the message out and to be able to share with people the feeling of not being alone that i felt for so long and helping people break through that so the price of the book is only the price of the book because of the cost of the printing if it, if yeah. i could do it cheaper i would do it cheaper but what I could give back is a bunch of stickers, a lot of stickers. And so how, that, they, how are they going to get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me on my Instagram, Neil to Earthling. Neil to Earthling on Instagram. That's Neil to Earthling on Instagram. They say if you repeat things three times, people remember them better. So that was three. And the other <laughs> thing you'll get with the book when you order it from me rather than Amazon is on the front inscription, I will write a personalized poem. Ooh. just to you and i make it all i wish i could show you one but i've been mailing them all out but i make it all artsy i make it cool and i don't know you could read your if you want to read the one i wrote for you yeah we'll end on uh you kevin's gonna read a poem that's how we're going to end this thing we all start right. with reading a poem we're gonna end with yeah, reading a poem. kevin and your hands I are don't... gonna be <laughs> I don't have cool lights. Maybe I can get Danny to flicker the lights. To the Van Kooks. I can flicker my lights. To All the right. Van Kooks. Kooky as they come. <laughs> you two are a lot of fun. In these pages, you'll find a story spun like no other one. <laughs> when you are done, everything, every understanding will be undone Boom. whether the storm wherever you are from near or far earth each of you is a star, each of you is a star. <laughs> what will come will come what will go 
will go. That is all I know. Baba Kook, a.k.a. Neil Earthling. Well, it was a pleasure, you two. I'm looking yeah. forward to the next one. <laughs> yeah, if you just stay on for a bit, we'll catch up here. I'm going to wrap the show oh, up. Oh, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. So, thanks, everyone, for attending another uh, Van Kooks Live. We have the Van Kooks website. It's looking really good these days, guys. We'd love it if you'd check it out. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We are also now on the old Facebook as well. Uh, next week, we'll have someone back, some new guests. We haven't quite confirmed who, but we will have a guest, we promise. And also subscribe to our podcast. The podcast is called Three Lefts Make a Right. And that is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please leave a positive review if you're on here. And always, guys, we love everyone out there for attending these and showing support to us. And we hope to keep it going because we enjoy doing it if you guys keep chiming in. So we really appreciate you guys. We are forever grateful to you. So thank you so much. And thank Buddha. We have such amazing kooks. And we will catch you guys next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. See you next time. All right, you kooks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. Uh, it's a big help if you guys can give us a podcast review and give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Van Kooks channel on YouTube and catch these podcasts live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next week for another Three Lefts Make a Right podcast. Oh yeah, adventure before dementia. Don't forget.